Sweet 16 is a podcast for members of Loud and Quiet, where musicians revisit that pivotal teenage year. They talk about where they were, what they remember, and how they took on the highs and lows of young adulthood. On this episode... Hi, this is Anna B. Savage, and this is my Sweet 16. At 15, 16 was 2006. So being born in 1990 makes trying to work out which year it was very easy. Um, and I was at a boarding school near Peterborough and I was quite hating the fact that I was at boarding school. <laughs> Not the best place for, for someone like me. It was a really old building. It was a really old series of buildings. It was a whole like town and we had our 450th anniversary while I was there and we all lined up in like the whole school in the shape of 450 and some there was like some crane and they took a photo of us from the sky like there are some incredible things about it like I'm I was so lucky with things like the art department and the drama department like we had a theater it's fucking bonkers and like doing like I I did loads of drama stuff um and yeah just really reaped all the benefit from that we also had an incredible art department and like it's it's actually fucking obscene like I could go in and be like I want a four meter by three meter canvas please and then the next day it would just be there um like it's absolutely mad um and yeah basically all I wanted to do was music art and drama and um they don't really like that like if I just wanted to do work and sport they would have been like okay of course you can do that that sounds great but because I didn't yeah it was it was a bit of an issue I had I did have I had like three incredible teachers who really fought my corner and they were like oh she's a bit weird and she needs something different from this school I really wanted to go my brother and my sister both went and they're a lot older than me and I would have copied anything my sister did ever in life and so I was like yeah I want to go to boarding school they both hated it and got bullied I hated it and got bullied (laughs) so it's quite a yeah quite an interesting one um my parents are both classical singers so they were touring like all the time and so it was kind of like seen as the slightly easier thing to do but then also they were touring all the time because they were trying to get enough money to pay for their kids to go to fucking boarding school so it's like a big holiday camp but with like 80 percent people who i genuinely thought were awful and couldn't stand and that includes teachers as well as pupils also i think like it it was I was basically the only Londoner who went and I was very used to, I don't know, it just, it was such a, some of the people there, admittedly not all, but some of the people there were, were like racist and homophobic and uh, sexist and there wasn't really like any sort of like clap back for any of that. It was just kind of the norm. I remember one of my friends now being at school being like, saying that I was really scary Cause I would like stand up for like my mate was, uh, she was this like amazing, gorgeous woman who was just like sunshine incarnate. And I remember people taking the piss out of her. I was just like, go fuck yourselves. And I really like had a go because these guys were absolute wankers anyway. And they were really like, 
they would like antagonize the kids from the local school by like saying horrible shit to them um and yeah i don't know like i'm not a confrontational person like even thinking about it now makes me be a bit like but um yeah 80% of the people I was like I will happily never speak to you ever again our houses were kind of attached to each other and this girl from the house next to me was one of my best friends and we would like it was was super romantic actually we would like write out our favourite lyrics and while we knew the other person was at class we'd like hide them in places around each other's rooms and there was a lot of like mixtape making because also we didn't we didn't have the internet we could only use the internet from like five till seven and then like 7 30 till nine and then it just like disappeared but every term before i went back to school i would go on last fm and i would search my favorite artists i would find all of the like related artists and then i would go on limewire and i would download an album from each of the like related artists so that i had something to listen to while i was at school but basically i feel like i just lived for the holidays um because we went to festivals in the holidays and that was like a like I was looking at all of the festival lineups from around then because I went to V-Fest in 2006 lol and uh oh my god it's so embarrassing Radiohead headlined V-Fest and I was like I don't want to see Radiohead I'm gonna see Fatboy Slim (laughs) I saw Regina Spector and I was right on the front row and every single hair on my arm was standing up on end. And I was like, <laughs> like I fucking loved her. And I taught myself every one of her songs that I possibly could on the piano. I mean, that whole thing of like hair standing up on end, like all over your body and just feeling like, I like I never feel that gigs anymore, ever. I hardly ever feel that at festivals. I actually felt it when I went to see Moses Sumney a couple of years ago. And that was like the first time I felt like that kind of like super adrenaline high just from being like in the presence of such wonderful music. I tried to like do some research on what I was listening to and what I was doing. I listened to a lot of uh, film soundtracks. So like the Notting Hill soundtrack was a big one for me. And then the other one that I listened to a lot of was the Bridget Jones soundtrack which is fucking banging. So it's like Gabrielle, of course, Otis Redding, um, Sheryl Crow, Robbie Williams, uh, Aretha Franklin, Shaka Khan. I wasn't even really a film lover. I, I think I just got into soundtracks because it was like an easy way of getting varied music. So like there were a few like channels that I always went down, which was like going to Last FM seeing all the related artists i also looked at um the polaris music prize every year because oh shit i haven't even talked about final fantasy about owen palette who was my absolute favorite i was completely obsessed and um i basically spent I, like their their song was on an advert uh for orange mobile and i didn't know what the song was but i fucking loved it and i every kind of two weeks would remember I, I like wrote down the lyrics frantically every time it came on and then like every two weeks I would remember to try and google it to try and find out what the song was and it took me about six months and then suddenly it was there and it was Final Fantasy and it was from I think it was He Poo's Clouds and then I downloaded that and downloaded the other one that was out then which I can't remember the name of um 
and just listened to those all the time. And I also felt so, I was like so proud of myself. I was like, I found this thing from like being invested and Googling it every other week. Yeah, and I listened to him a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And then like, I also listened to just a lot of pop music. I was still listening to like Justin Timberlake and Beyonce and the pop that I'd loved when I was 13. Cause on Saturday nights we had this thing called the club, which we could go to a constant shit disco. And it had like a one disco ball and like a, a, a cable to plug into an iPod. And I would take over the cable every Saturday and Sunday and just dance all evening, only listen to my music and everyone else would just have to deal with it. And everyone's like, okay, you're quite a good DJ. We'll give you that. You can do that. Yeah, I guess it is quite confident to be like, I'm going to do this and you can all fuck off. Well, if you show them your weakness, they will eat you. That's why all us boarding school kids have emotional problems now that we're going through in therapy because you just have to squash that shit down. Like I, I lived in the bed next to the girl who bullied me for like the first half of a year. And I also, I didn't, I, I kind of looked outside of my year for friends because she was in my year and she kind of slightly turned people against me a little bit, but also... I don't know it's it's very weird everyone's kind of like I definitely wasn't unpopular but I also was being bullied and was like quite hated by a few people so it's like a very but I guess it's so big and also you're there all the fucking time (laughs) so you kind of have to just like grasp onto anything that'll keep you afloat you can't see the people that you love you can't have a hug from anyone who means anything to you You don't have any privacy because you don't have your own room and you're not allowed to have privacy. You can't leave. You can't do the things that you want to do. Because like for me, I just wanted to go to gigs and I wanted to like learn the thing that I knew that I wanted to do. And I wasn't allowed to leave the school. Like my my headmistress, my, my housemistress tried to talk to the headmaster to be like, look, Anna's got a ticket for Glastonbury. It's in like when she's, like she's finished her exams by them. Like, can she go to it? And the headmaster was like, absolutely not. And my head, my housemistress was like, but it's, that's the thing that Anna wants to do. Like, surely this is what will give her the best opportunity to like flourish in her chosen life. And the headmaster was like, no, no fucking way. Like, even after we'd finished exams, we still had to stay at school. I think it makes you tough, not necessarily in, in useful ways. It makes you quite tough on yourself as well. Uh, because I think you just like adopt so many coping mechanisms that um, then become normal for you. And then it means that it takes a very long time to try and kind of unpick those and have like healthy relationships. Um, But I mean, like, like there's absolutely no getting around the fact that I was like unbelievably privileged to go somewhere where I had access to like the best art and the best drama and the best music like that is it's it's thinking about it now like going to fucking like cast art and buying a canvas that's like you know 50 centimeters and i'm like oh god it's like a tenor this is painful and then just like it, it baffles me now and i wasn't aware of it at the time i was completely you know i just i thought i didn't i knew that boarding school wasn't normal but i didn't think about any of the like permutations of that 
and I got like I you know we could sign up to any magazine we wanted like I had the NME delivered to my door every week and I just had to sign something and then my parents had to pay for it and they you know they had no idea and I was like wicked Sweet 16 is a loud and quiet production interviews by the loud and quiet editorial team produced and edited by Stuart Stubbs and Greg Cochran as a loud and quiet member you can receive future episodes in this series by hitting subscribe wherever you're listening right now